viewpoint and opinion shared on Jerry Unfiltered is a culmination of over 20 years of personal experiential knowledge and research into the unification of science and consciousness known as quantum morphogenetic physics, which is a paradigm shifting disruptive science not taught in the mainstream public educational systems. The intention of Jerry Unfiltered is simple, to awaken, to be aware, and to be able to reclaim the original, perpetual life, celestial human potential. who are joining us here for the first time. And if you're here for the first time, first, uh, welcome. And it's not by coincidence that you came across this podcast because there's many podcasts out there. As you know, you have your choice of a plethora of podcasts. But from the last time I checked, this podcast is the only one that shares eternal life, base 12 eternal life information. And when I say base 12 eternal life information, it's information that has been hidden, you know, it's been kept from humanity because should the truth come out, should the truth that our whole entire life and existence on this planet has been built upon a finite life base 10 platform from our mathematics to our universities uh, including just our belief systems right if we never knew that the eternal life base 12 information was hidden we would have kept going, believing that death was natural, that we only live our lives from birth and then eventually to death, right? But that is not the case. Death is unnatural. The eternal life human design, which is completely different than the finite life, human design that has been perpetrated on this planet okay the eternal life human design is about reconnecting reactivating the dormant 12 strand dna in the celestial human lineage right and i am here just as a vessel of this information and this episode i feel it's apropos to share with you this thing or this mutation call called the victim victimizer blame game okay the or or for short the vv blame game now this victim victimizer blame game it's a hidden program that has been going on on this planet for eons okay and quite simply you have a victim or a target and you have a victimizer or the aggressor right and there is always a person that plays the victim for example in one cycle and then they have the victimizer or the aggressor 
And then after, say, a cycle, right? It could be a lifetime. It could be a decade. It could be a year. It then reverses and flips, okay? So that the one, the person that uh, was the victim then becomes the victimizer. Likewise, whoever was the victimizer then becomes the victim. So there's this polarity shift at the end of each cycle, whether it's the cycles a year, 10 years, a lifetime, okay? He who or she who was the victim will later become the victimizer. And this program is and has been running for thousands of years and it affects everyone because this victim-victimizer code is embedded. This mutation was encoded directly into what we call our outer domain, which is where we reside. And this VV game is an attacking program code. It is literally coded as an attack program, okay? And you're probably wondering, well, who coded this? Well, you've heard me talk about the Illuminati elder races that are off-planet races that are simply uh, looking to feed off of the quanta that is available on this planet. The Illuminati elder races who are a finite life gestalt of consciousness. Uh, think of it they having a computer program and they're placing these morphogenetic microchips in humans, okay? But we don't really have microchips in our physical body exactly, all right? Uh, we're actually imprinted through our crystals in our body. However, our natural organic crystals have been mutated into finite life hexagon-shaped crystals that were harvested via what's known as a 666 cycle. And I will get into a 666 cycle in future episodes. But just know that the victim-victimizer victim blame game runs through mutations in our key structures, right? Mutations that are carried in our skin, in our bones, even our blood, okay? But more detrimental is that the VV, the victim-victimizer mutation, runs in our seed atom, which connects to our private parts, our sexual parts. So whenever, uh, you know, a couple has sex and a child is conceived under these conditions, the victim-victimizer victim victimizer mutation in consciousness is embedded into that baby's DNA code. So this is a serious mutation, okay? Because if you, even if you look throughout human history, did you ever wonder why there was so much goddamn human warring, all right, and fighting, all right? It's because of this victim-victimizer mutation okay but we can transmute this okay so just know that if you are feeling victimized you are feeling a victim there is a victimizer that you are engaging with okay whether you do it subconsciously or consciously most of the time it runs subconsciously because humans have distorted elementals running the show they're running wild and you get into these weird endless cycle loops of these victim victimizer blame games all right so i want to get into there are nine stages okay of escalation what we call it of the victim victimizer blame game nine all right and i'm going to go over the nine and i'm going to offer solutions okay so the first stage, the first victim-victimizer stage, stage one, you have a scenario where the aggressor 
the victimizer is your friend, right? And the goal is victim submission through being seduced into thinking they are your friend. Are you with me? And the type of person or the type of target that gets seduced into this victim victimizer stage one has they're already open they already have receivers for this okay but this target person has what we call the lone child victim program running okay the lone child victim program this person is lonely they feel alone in this harsh frightening world they may or may not really like it here and they really feel like they don't want to be here, okay? And something like this program is usually phase-locked in people at a very early age, right? And the, the children uh, that become adults, they are phase-locked, all right? At a certain point as children feeling this, feeling that they're alone, okay? And this is a perfect point for the victim-victimizer blame game to engage where these people uh, are phase-locked, they're stuck, and they're not really realizing that they're actually transmitting, they're transmitters of this pattern. You know, and it may take a while to even realize it yourself because they're you know, these, there are a lot of patterns. You don't even realize you have them, right? You might find you're very angry or jealous, right? On top of this victim uh, VV1 uh, stance, right? And you may have levels to emotions that you need to work through them, right? And we'll start to understand this more. But these victim-victimizer games will run through the subconscious through the chemicals where you have, for example, a friend, right? And a lone child, it could be a only child. And that friend ends up to be an aggressor. Doesn't really appear to be at first, right? They perhaps seem like they, oh, I wanna be your friend, let's hang out, you know? Uh, we, have, we have a lot in common, we resonate with the same things, dude, right? And then, you know, that person, that lone child, you know, needs a shoulder to cry on at some point because they they feel lonely and that they feel that this friend makes them feel safe, right? They feel safe around this person. However, if you need to feel safe with another person, right, it's a real strong pattern that draws you into these friendships or these relationships. And these relationships are not organic. Are you with me? Because you should be able to feel safe regardless of who you are with, okay? Whether you're alone or you're not alone, right? And the only way you can attain this feeling of feeling safe, you know, feeling protected, feeling confident, you must attain this by first cultivating your relationship with source, okay? Whatever you call or label God or the divine. You attain this level of safeness by embracing your connection to source, right? And I understand currently this is an emotional shit show and distortion living down here on this prison planet, right? I mean, if you don't open your higher sensory perceptions and intuition, you can't really even tell who's your friend, right? Or who wants to take advantage of you, right? But by applying base 12 techniques, eternal life base 12 frequencies, you can overcome these patterns, right? So this is the first engagement of the victim-victimizer uh, escalation and progression. So be mindful about those people who pretend to be your friend and act as if you'll be the one who needs them because you're so lonely and they make you feel better. 
This is the false friend's stance, and it's covert controlled via feigned allegiance. Okay? Now, the second victim-victimizer stance is where the aggressor is what's known as the baby doll. <laughs> and the target is that doting do-gooder. All right? And it's an aggressor stance where you are trying, you're actually trying to get submission through seduction from the victim or the target, right? Now, the target person would have the same problem of the person who dotes on others and likes to baby people, right? And people likewise who like to be babied. Or let's just be honest, you have a sugar mama or your sugar daddy that you wrap around your finger and you drag them everywhere, right? To go shopping, for, for instance, okay? Now, in this stance, right, we call it the false child stance. This is a covert controlled control via feigned aggressor, deferring, right? Pretending they're deferring to the person. They're actually targeting uh, the next stage of events, okay? For example, they're like saying, oh, I I'm letting you have the power, you know, I'm just, and I'll just follow you for a while. But in actuality, they're not. It's another submission, another seduction for submission that takes place. And, that, and one that actually leads to cycles of relationships, right? For instance, if you find yourself in one of these situations, right? The VV2, uh, and you finally end, let's say, a relationship, the next relationship you're going to have that same person in your life, exactly like your ex. And you keep cycling through it, right? So if you're used to having or you're used to being sugar daddied or sugar mamad, right? When you end that relationship without clearing that miasm or distortion or mutation, your next relationship will be the same. You'll actually see the same patterns because you always pick the same boyfriend or girlfriend. And this is when you start realizing, holy shit, this pattern is running because you're experiencing the same problems and issues repeatedly in different relationships. They're the same issues. They just have different faces. Perhaps they're blonde, brunette, tall, dark, handsome. And it's really quite sad once you figure out what victim stance you've been playing, right? Because once you do, that changes the game, right? And then somehow you get to that next aggressor level. So it always keeps you on your toes, this victim-victimizer game, whether you want to be in it or not. And remember, it's absolutely erroneous when people say that the victim is actually the one that holds the power in a conflict, okay? Because the other part is being held by the aggressor. So we actually have a piece of the aggressor inside of ourselves as well, right? So if you are playing the outer victim role or the outer target role, guess what? There's a part of you that's actually being an inner aggressor, right? And you're not expressing right out here, but you're actually attached into people's fields in an aggressive way that you don't even know what you're doing. And it runs with this program. And guess what? Vice versa. There is an inner victim or a target inside every aggressor. So this is a real shit show. It's a, it's a closed loop cycle a closed loop of energy with a no-win situation, okay? And it's meant to create complete reversals in, one, in one's, let's say, uh, life hologram, and especially your body, and 
it creates complete reversal within one's own personal harmonic quantum keys. And this allows other things, other entities to, let's say, slip in and take over your body and your existence. And this has been successful on this planet uh, for the last, you know, thousands of years, right? And this brings us to the third victim-victimizer stance or posture. And here, the aggressor's objective is the submission through seduction. It is called the hero-savior-aggressor role or stance. And the target or the victim is that helpless person in distress, right? It's that knight in shining armor complex. And let me tell you, it could either be male or female. It does not matter, okay? Because I know a lot of females that think they are that Joan of Arc figure, uh, you know, in that shining armor trying to, let's say, save their partner, right? It doesn't matter, okay? These, um, doesn't matter because these targets, these people will attract these aggressors and vice versa. And this is like a level three uh, victim, victimizer uh, posture or stance. And this level three is the false parent stance where the hero is actually pretending to be protective, supportive, and say nurturing, like a nurturing parent. And again, and again, you know, the objective is covert control via the aggressor, contrive dependence, fear, and self-doubt, right? So what the aggressor is actually doing by all of this, right? You know, they're saying, oh, don't worry, I'll, I'll take care of you. I will take care of your bills, you know? I'll pay your rent here. I'll, you know, you know, don't worry. I, I'll, I'll take care of your, your groceries and clothes, honey. Don't worry. I'll take care of all of these things. But really, what appears to be good on the surface is actually really creating a person that's more afraid of being and functioning on their own. It's meant this... This VV3, level three, is meant to create self-doubt, right? To create your fear of the world and a dependence upon someone who's playing your hero, your savior, your false parent. Are you with me? And they're just trying to get you to submit to, your, to their will so that they can just direct your energy or siphon your energy whenever they choose. Okay, how many of you out there that are listening to this have either been the aggressor or the target on this one, the victimizer or the victim, right? And if you say, oh, I haven't experienced that, you're, you're lying, okay? At some point, we've all wanted to be a savior, We've all wanted to be the hero. And if you're saying no, you're lying. Okay. So let's move now to level four of the victim victimizer escalation blame game. So while the previous three had to do with, say, covert control, right? This level four starts to externalize it, right? where the objective is to create victim disorientation and fear. Now, this is more of a terrorist aggressor stance. Are you with me? And the target or the victim for those are called acrimonious achievers, right? And what the aggressor, what the terrorist is doing is something called false righteous stance. For example, you know, you have people that believe they are God's chosen ones, right? Uh, and, you know, your belief 
you are not God's chosen one. Or we are good. We are the righteous ones. You are bad. You are evil. Okay? Or there's that poor me. Poor me. Look what you're doing to us type thing. Right? You know, you have those when really it's you're doing it to yourself. But you don't even realize it. This is the beginning of over-control via generating fear, generating pain, generating confusion, and disorientation, okay? And this is done by direct intimidation, okay? And you can find this in personal relationships, say at home, right? Where you may end up in a relationship of physical or sexual abuse. Now, there could be on occasion... You know, your partner can become that terrorist, right? And physically and or sexually assault you or another family member, right? These things happen in relationships with people. And then that's when you know that you're moving more into, you know, domestic uh, violence spectrum or the sexual uh, trauma and abuse spectrum, right? But the main point here is creating disorientation, right? One of the biggest things here is meant to catch and put that person off guard, even a whole entire country. Are you with me? Um, this level four has been used to, you know, turn a country on its ass, so to speak, or its head creating confusion and disorientation through fear, right? It's an overt attack. And this is absolutely, make no mistake about it, psychological warfare. All of these really, truly, are a form of psychological warfare tactics, right? And it begins the process, right? What this begins is the process of other people that are watching, right? This whole scenario to think that the actual, that the victim is actually being bad. That, you know, the aggression, the aggression that is coming towards them is justifiable and understandable, right? This begins the process of isolating the target where all of a sudden the target or the victim looks like the bad person, right? While the aggressor or the victimizer is simultaneously moving forward and moving in for the kill on that target, okay? Not necessarily like literal kill, but, you know, it has to do with isolating that victim, okay? Now, this we get to now level five of the victim-victimizer escalation stage and blame game right where the next ex escalation level is called the possum and it's dead enemy stance right it's what you would think it's playing possum right curling up like a ball saying oh we're not enemies there's no conflict okay we're cool right or you just you just ghost them this is a distraction technique to distract and disarm the target. It's controlled by a covert deception of aggression. It's a contrived false security for the victim. So the victim starts to feel secure because let's say they haven't heard or seen anything from the enemy for a, for a while, right? And it seems like, you know, their aggressor is not doing that to them anymore they're not a threat anymore right so the target or the victim starts to not become mindful right starts to turn their focus somewhere else right because that person that was the aggressor is no longer a threat they're no longer being aggressive to their to them so they just go back their merry way and then all of a sudden, when they think everything is peachy keen, that's when we move to the next stage of this victim victimizer blame game. 
which is the sixth stage, okay? And here in Victim Victimizer 6, the aggressor stance is one called the snake, and the target is called the status seeker. And the objective is to disarm the victim and also to get them to let their guard down, right? To drop their boundaries, right? This is known as the false truce. It is also known as the Trojan horse stance, right? Be wary of gifts from strangers. These are all progression of sophistication in psychological, mental, and emotional warfare on someone, okay? In order to control and siphon their energy. And what's even more crazy is that some people actually train in this, right? But usually the ones that do are usually associated with some kind of, you know, military or government training, okay? Make no mistake about it. These are absolute head game tactics, okay? And these are taught on a conscious level, but most of us that engage with this don't even realize that we're running this on a subconscious level, right? We end up playing these victim-victimizer games with each other and ourselves, and we don't even know. it's We don't even mean to, but we're running it, right? So here we have the control via covert deception of false resolution, right? To disarm the victim. And the target is actually being deceived into thinking that the problem has been fixed. It's no longer an issue, right? And it's really setting the victim up or the target up for being taken out or knocked off balance very easily. Are you with me? So what you want to do is watch out for these type of situations, right? That come up in your life. It may not be with your partner or your lover. It may be your boss, right? Or it may be a friend. It may be with someone that you maybe never even saw before, but start to be mindful of these situations, right? And this brings us to level seven of the victim-victimizer escalation, okay? Where the aggressor stance is the martyr and the target or the victim are the blind blamers, right? That's people who are actually harboring, let's say, inner anger, right? The blind blamers, where they don't even realize that they're angry, right? They're trying to be so, you know, PC and nice. You know, they forgive everyone for everything. Oh, it's no worries, I forgive you. But they don't even let themselves realize that deep down inside, they're harboring some type of anger, right? Inside of themselves. And these blind blamers, they feel that they're not in control of their lives, right? That other people are controlling their lives, right? Or they can't do something because somebody um, is, is saying that they can't, you know, go anywhere. You can't travel. Oh, you've cut my wings. You know, I have no freedom because of this or that, right? Right? You know someone like that out there. And actually, they can't do something um, because, quite frankly, they don't even realize this, right? And there's this sneaky part to this particular target stance where you don't even realize that, guess what? You're actually projecting it on someone, you know? You feel angry. You feel depressed. You feel sad, right? Or you feel kind of repression. And you can't figure out what's wrong with your life, right? You have this feeling, oh, some, you know, something's not right. Oh, my relationship ended. 
you know, or, uh, you know, I don't know, understand why, right? But there's this gnawing feeling that something is wrong with your life. It just doesn't feel right. And you feel like you're being victimized by the people around you. You feel like you're being repressed. You feel like, you know, your wings are clipped or by your job or by your boss or circumstances like that. But what you're actually doing is, is you're actually blaming another person, another object, whatever it is, you're blaming the other covertly for you not taking control because you actually have adopted these compensation patterns, if you will, where in order to keep the peace or keep the people around you happy, right? And these are often set in childhood, right? Through this pattern where you learn to say yes when you really should be saying no and vice versa where you haven't learned to draw boundaries, right? You let other people overstep your boundaries. And when you do that, guess what? You feel victimized. But it feels like the other person who's doing it, right? When it's really, you didn't, you didn't stay strong. You didn't put up your boundaries in the first place. You didn't say yes, you didn't say no. All right? Now, you will have this program running, but you don't even realize it's there, right? There's a deep-rooted resentment or anger that's actually being transmitted that you don't even see and you don't even realize is there. And that's the blind blame, okay? Where you're actually blaming other things outside yourself for conditions in your life that you are not happy with or for the feeling of being victimized when you don't even realize, guess what, voila, you're doing it. So, you're blind to the fact that you're doing the blaming. And at, really at the core is this repressed anger, okay? And at the core of that, really, you're not taking care of your own needs. Are you with me? So, ask yourself, what do I want to do about this, right? So that was an example of the target and the things that a, that a target could begin to look at in themselves so they can start to, let's say, self-address, right? They can stop, they can fix this within themselves from playing into these target patterns. Are you with me? And at some point, an evolution of this victim-victimizer game, right? So we can see that both the aggressor and the target roles are, and we can begin to heal them. We can self-intervene directly, right? So by getting control over what we're doing with our energy in our own personal life, this will make the difference. This is where we start to actually get control over our hologram, over our own energy projections, even though we don't realize we're projecting them, okay? Now, with the level seven escalation, right? The blind blamer targets, right? They're, they're usually sought after by the aggressor who plays that martyr role, right? The martyr role is the falls victim role, right? Where the target is made to look like the aggressor in order to further lose allies, to further isolate the target, right? Because this is covert control by what is called direct mirroring. And this is where the aggressor, right, accuses the victim or the target to have the same behaviors that the aggressor is actually doing. And some, sometimes they actually do it consciously because remember, it is a head tactic, right? You literally confuse and bamboozle the brain when you start mirroring. And that's just the beginning of really confusing the brain. Because when you get into reverse mirroring, which is even more extreme and more nasty. I mean, mirroring is bad enough, 
because in mirroring what happens you know that goes with the blind blame or martyr pattern the the martyr person who poor me oh it's terrible that you're doing what you're doing to me they played the role right the poor me role and make it look like you've done that to them but what they're doing is they're actually projecting their own behavior onto you okay and reacting to you as if you behaved in the way that you are behaving and it's really you know that this is the really a tough one to actually observe and perceive because as you move up the escalation scale right the postures the stances of the victim victimizer game get more tricky they get more deceptive right and they're harder to spot quite frankly and they pretty much they screw with your head and your brain right and this brings us to the eighth level of victim the eighth and ninth really uh, of the victim victimizer escalation stages so the victim victimizer game is the aggressor stance here on level eight what they call the magician because it is one of the most amazing mental <laughs> sleight of hands that you'll ever experience right the purpose of this again is the martyr blind blamer when the aggressor is actually trying to further isolate as fully as possible the target by making it very obvious outward it's making you look like the bad guy it's making the target look and appear to be the bad guy this you know this is meant to get your allies off like to back off and to leave the target isolated because they're really not sure anymore if the victim is really the victim whether the target is good or not right or whether the victim is asking for it right and this is a part of the strategy playing the martyr oh poor me look what you've done to me look what you're doing right but it's actually what they're doing now the magician that is associated with this level eight this magician stance right this goes with what is called the target of the sin eater right the person that say oh it's always it's my fault it's my fault I, I i i i feel guilty i'll do whatever it is right no matter what i don't know why i feel guilty right i didn't even do that but i feel guilty for doing it right <laughs> you know people like that but the fact is you didn't do it and there are certain programs where you literally take on other people's garbage and shit and guess what you feel bad for it i mean what the hell right you feel bad for all of the terrible things everyone on the planet is doing to each other or you feel bad in general and you don't know why i mean what the fuck there's the whole guilt complex that's associated with this and it usually starts from that young childhood okay this was imprinted onto you as a child where you were made to feel bad where you were getting blamed for things you didn't even do i mean really the magician here is the fake empathy the i am like you stance right all of a sudden right you already got that person totally halfway turned around confused trying to figure out what the hell is going on i mean that person's thinking to themselves wait did, did i actually do that uh you're saying i did this D did i do that right i mean no actually i didn't and then they're trying to figure out you know it's not going to help and try to convince the person who's accusing them and that they didn't do it they did do it and they're just you know they just disengage and they flip they flip to that next level which is level nine where the aggressor has to kick into more of a sophisticated pattern right 
which is where the magician all of a sudden, right, says, mm, that didn't work. I tried to convince you that you were being bad. And I was going to lecture you and I was going to tell you how bad you are, right? Why? To make you feel bad, right, about yourself. Why? So you feel disempowered. So I can move you into where I want you to be, right? Well, that didn't work. So the aggressor kicks into this. Whatever your posture is, say if you're being rational, if you're being calm, right, through the whole argument, and all of a sudden, the aggressor becomes the model. They model the behavior. They model the stance that you're projecting. They model your field. The program, this program, will model your field where all of a sudden you really think, well, what the hell? And maybe it is me, right? And you're, you're starting to act like a nutcase because the aggressor, what? They, they seem normal. They seem rational, right? They're completely back to their normal self, completely like the person you can relate to get you can relate again to right and you know they will actually they will actually play on the parts of your own self that you most identify with they will almost wear the same armor as yourself where you see yourself in them right that mirroring and when you see yourself in them the will to argue the will to fight or to even defend yourself, right, fades. And you start to think, well, shit, it must have been my fault, right? I mean, this is psychological warfare times a thousand. It's enough to make you nutso and crazy, right? And if you're seeing this one-on-one -on -one in your personal relationships, right, you need to really be mindful of this. Um, you know, this is amplified by the 8 billion people on this planet, on this finite life planet, right? Just observe the victim, victimizer blame game that's going on in the politics, right? It's insane, really. And unfortunately, this is only going to get worse. These stages are manifesting politically, all right? But... You know, if you find it in your personal life, right? There are things you can do to resolve this, right? To not allow the victim-victimizer game to engage more fully, right? There are really important reminders I'm going to remind you you can do. And if you find yourself in one of these patterns, right? One of the most important things that you can do that I've learned that works tremendously, amazingly in these victim-victimizer circumstances is to literally tell the aggressor or the victim, look, I have no issue with you, okay? I have no argument with you. And you just disengage in this sincere, kind, and authentic loving way, right? Not in an aggressive way, because that would just escalate it and make it worse. But you want to, because it'll escalate into a cycle that you're not going to be able to break the pattern. But to break that pattern, all you need to do is to tell that person that I have no issue. I have no problem with you. I have no argument with you. And really, really be authentic and mean it sincerely. Okay? And, you know, we will progressively build an immunity. We will to this victim-victimizer blame game. But the most important part of that immunity will be able to locate and spot it to be mindful of it make conscious choices right how to direct that energy in a loving authentic way that serves both of your needs right 
not just your need, but the need of the other person, even if they're being a complete jackass and aggressive to you, right? Because remember, if they're being aggressive to you, there's a part of them that doesn't want that. But they're so far out of touch with that portion of themselves that they're experiencing what we call interference, right? Now, the whole planet is under interference, okay? There is absolutely no one that's, that is exempt from that. But you can find if you can start to go vertical, as I say, right? You'll always hear me say, you know, I got to go vertical, meaning, you know, I contact my higher levels of conscious identity, right? And by doing this, right, this helps me get to a higher level of perception, right? Because it's not just thinking about, let's say, protecting yourself or getting your way, but you now start to think of how can I help the both of us here, whoever that us is, right? Even if you don't resonate or like a lot of the things of the aggressor or the victim, or even if it's a stranger, right? You have to start thinking, how can we, meaning you and the victim, you and the aggressor, how can I help us, right? Because remember, that aggressor, that victim that you are engaged with in this victim-victimizer blame game, that person is still a spark of source consciousness. No matter if they're acting like a total asshole, right? You can still respond with, you know, a omni-love, right? In a space where... It's not just you you are helping, but it's the both of you. And honor them as you honor yourself as a spark of source. And find a solution. Find a way to shift the energy, right? Because clearly, you take it upon yourself because you're a self-empowered individual. You don't leave it up to the other person, please, okay? Because then you're assuming you're then you're giving your power over you're giving your power away to that person are you with me and you must take it upon yourself don't leave it up to the other person because they they may not be able to 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 handle that right so you need to be in service to humanity instead of service to self okay and that's the best way to get yourself Let's say, if you want to take your physical body, you want to leave this prison planet, right? Or you want to heal yourself, okay? Start to help others. Start to engage in what we call service to humanity. Because you're not just caring for yourself, right? Really, it's a great way to to adopt. It's a great perspective to adopt this service to humanity. It's a great training for you, really, because it helps you learn. It helps you take hold and, and teaches you how to handle your power better, right? And you handle that power with a grace, a, a dignity, right? Because when you get to a point where you have harness the power of materialization or you've harnessed your sexual energies so that you can self-heal right with great powers comes great responsibility now some people have already mastered this okay and others are still working on themselves right but just remember this is you as a spark of source and you are here to send back to source everything that you're experiencing because you we 
I, us, we are source experiencing itself in different individuated forms of consciousness. And when you can remember that, when you can remember that I am not better than you and you are not better than me, when you can start to act with this multidimensional perspective, not this singular 3D finite life perspective where which most of the planet adopts, right? When you can start to shift your focus to that all oneness, that at one minute level, or what I call consciousness coherence, that's when the victim victimizer blame game has no power over you. Okay? And it doesn't take, you don't need to, let's say, go on these spiritual pilgrimages, okay? Or you don't need to go to these ashrams in India to put yourself at, at the mercy of a so-called guru. The days of the guru and the masters are over, okay? Those are nothing but manipulation and control dogmas and programs, okay? There's nothing special about these so-called gurus, these so-called masters that can do these unbelievable things, okay? Let's be honest. We have the ability to do much greater, okay? Especially when you actually clear the mutations that are running rampant in your body as well as the planet with base 12 eternal life techniques, base 12 eternal life activations, and base 12 eternal life technologies, okay? And, you know, I was wondering how I was going to approach this topic because, you know, I don't want to be the one to say, you know, there is this problem, which there is, this victim, victimizer, blame game, but not give you a solution and not give you what you can utilize, right, to literally transmute this. And it really starts with service to humanity, right? It really, really does. When you can shift your focus from me, 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 to us, to the planet, and then you start to make that great one desire, that ultimate desire. When you make your ultimate desire actual return to at one mint with source consciousness field, when that is the ultimate desire, okay, all other lesser desires will come much more readily as long as they are in alignment with base 12 eternal life principles. As long as you handle your own power, your self-empowerment, right, with that certain grace, that certain dignity, that's when you get that aha moment. That's when you really realize your role on this planet. And that is one of being a steward, perhaps a self-healer, and perhaps a protector of this planet. Okay? Well, I think I've exhausted this topic uh, for this podcast episode. If you are resonating, you're digging with what I'm sharing, you reach out to me. You can reach me at info at therasha.com and send me a question. Send me a comment, all right? And uh, for those of you, if you want me to, let's say, address a certain subject in the future, email me and give me your suggestions. I'm always open to, you know, what the listeners, what you want to hear, okay? So, like every podcast episode that I share, you know, I always leave you with this question, okay? Truth is, is truth stranger than fiction? It is. 
But I say, wouldn't you like to, wouldn't you rather live your life in truth, in authenticity, rather than a lie? That is it for this podcast episode. I am Dr. Jer Rivera-Dehenio. Until next episode, Source Blessed.